Hello, Barry Winbolt here. So me again with a quick idea on what it means to be self-employed. I was talking to a, a friend recently and um, it just reminded me that this question comes up a lot. I meant to look on my blog because I think I've even got a couple of posts on my blog about this over the years. What does it mean to be self-employed? Now, I'm not talking about the practical stuff, the uh, setting up the business plan, getting your first bank account, whatever it happens to be. I'm talking about making the transition, as I call it, uh, and as the change specialists call it. You see, change is all about leaving a job, setting up your home office, getting your computer system sorted out. The practical and physical aspects of change are evident, but that doesn't mean that people change at the same rate. There is a psychological transition that goes with any change. It also goes with unwanted change, like loss, bereavement, change of job, being made redundant, whatever it happens to be. And I think one of the pitfalls of, being, of becoming self-employed is that people often don't forward think this enough. Hence this quick presentation. I hope, hope it helps you think about things and prepare. I would say, by the way, I'm self-employed, have been most of my working life, I love it. I think it's absolutely the best way to be. But I also thank my lucky stars that not everybody is like me because there'd be nobody to run the businesses, the banks, the petrol stations, the supermarkets and everything else that I rely on. We can't live in a world where everybody's self-employed. And those aspirational guys and uh, gurus on, the, on YouTube and stuff who are trying to sell you lifestyle businesses by saying, well, you know, picture of a rucksack on a mountainside and a laptop and you can make money like me. Approach with caution would be my view. Uh, I have got, to some extent, a lifestyle business, and I can please myself pretty much. But it's taken me a good few years to get there. It's a psychological transition that I'm talking about, not the practical aspects. I'm addressing you if you are a solopreneur, a soon-to-become entrepreneur, uh, somebody who's working from home, but you still have full-time employment. It may be that your employer wants you to work from home, and you're finding it a bit tough. So this is for you as well. Maybe you're considering setting up a business in the future, in which case power to you and good luck and uh, there's a lot of good advice out there as I've said and I hope this feeds into the mix and helps you prepare. Do not underestimate the psychological transition, get it right and you'll fly. That's my thought on that. You're shifting from an old mindset of being employed to being self-employed. Now there's a lot more than just changing your place of work that goes with that. You're moving from being an employee with all of the benefits that that brings and social support and the social contact and the routines and even, yes, even the imposition of working to somebody else's demands. Some people miss this when they stop. So you have to know yourself well enough to know that you can make that adjustment. Do the mental preparation, make the adjustment, and you'll be absolutely fine and welcome to the ranks of the self-employed. And by the way, there's a lot of support out there too in forums and business organisations for people who are working on their own or very small businesses working with a colleague. So I'd say, first of all, do a reality check. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you're starting your own company, do you like your own company? Bit of a play on words there, but actually, can you work by yourself? Because there is a link between isolation, loneliness, even depression and mental health issues like anxiety, 
Uh, it can be worrying working by yourself. It can be tricky not having somebody to bounce ideas off. Now, there are ways around these things, and I should talk about that in a minute. But do consider that. And by the way, if you aren't somebody who does particularly well by yourself, well, you can get business support, you can get mentoring, coaching, something like that. But also you can structure your day so that you do make sure you get out of the house or out of your office, wherever it happens to be, and get to see some people. You can go and work in a cafe for a bit. I don't mean work in a cafe. I mean, do your take your laptop to the cafe, as some people do. See some friendly faces get out and mix because that can be very useful. Break up your day, possibly go and see clients, whatever it happens to be. Secondly, in the, in the realms of reality checking, are you prepared to work all the time? Now, work when you're self-employed isn't like work when you work for somebody else. When people say to me, oh, Barry's working again, I'm not working. I'm doing what I enjoy. I'm writing, I'm thinking about ideas, I'm planning, I'm knocking together a, an outline for somebody, for a client. For me, that never seems like work. The only time it seems like work is when I have to travel somewhere. However, I've done that for many, many years and I'm shifting my business and now I do more and more of this online so I'm able to adapt. I'm very fortunate. But don't think that because you're starting your own business you're going to work shorter hours or less because at first, if you are doing those things, if you're working less or shorter hours, you're probably not doing it right because you cannot rest on your laurels and you need to build up the success of your business and the viability of your business. Can you wait for that viability? Can you wait until the money starts coming in? Are you financially secure enough? Have you, uh, have you, have you got your plans in, in order? Because some people go out and set up businesses and they go way too far in the early days. They think that they can envisage how the business will look in six months or a year or two years and they spend money too soon. I'm very much in favour, having done it several times, and I've, I've had some quite long run, my longest business ran for 15 years before I sold it. The second one that I sold uh, ran for only about four years and somebody approached me and wanted to buy it. It's not something I don't know anything about. I've done it, I've been there. But I also know that the early days can be quite daunting in terms of waiting for your business idea to be proven and waiting to get the acceptance of the market so that you're reliant only on your own resources. Do you have moral support? Now, this is very important, especially if you work at home. Um, you need to have your routines worked out with family members and others. It needs to be that you are going to work in the morning and that you're shut away for a certain length of time. If your office is in the hallway under the stairs and uh, the whole family passes through there 15 times a day, it's not going to work too well. So you need to stake out your boundaries and have your workspace and be fairly disciplined in yourself in order to protect that space. And finally, do you really know your true strengths? In my experience, working with clients over many years and talking to people casually, most people don't. Most of us underestimate our true strengths or just miss out on them completely and don't realise that we've got a talent or gift somewhere. By contrast, we tend to think we're better at things than we are in some cases. So you have to be quite cautious about this. The reason I mention it here is play to your strengths, but if there's something you don't do too well or it isn't your primary area of business, then get somebody else to do it. And it's, I'm thinking now particularly about 
design work, web design, computers, um, business-related stuff around the, your core business, whatever it happens to be. There are any number of freelancers out there who will do it more quickly than you, better than you, and probably a lot more cheaply if you calculate the hours you would spend putting into it. So do look at what's available. And there are, there are websites like Fiverr and Upwork and uh, other freelance uh, websites where there are any number of people ready to help you and support you. And you can usually see their work before they start. So once you've got all that sorted out, then you can go for it. And as I've said, establish your routines. For example, go to work in the morning. Now, you might work from home, in which case it's a good idea to leave the house and come back. Some people walk the dog. Some people go to the gym for half an hour, take a walk, even go and get a coffee or whatever you do, and then come back. And from the moment you come back into the building, you're at work. And get that clear in your mind and it'll make things easier. Do enjoy the flexibility though. It's not about being slavish about this. You'll have to work very long hours sometimes. But when you don't, when the demand isn't there or when you can genuinely have a little extra time to yourself, then go for it and, and enjoy that flexibility. Otherwise, why are you doing this? Remember that it's a learning process, that there are many, many tricks and turns on every business development path and that you will have to be prepared to evolve and change and develop and keep your eyes open because you may stumble across business opportunities that you hadn't normally envisaged and others that you might hold very dear to your heart may need to be dropped because actually the market either doesn't want them or isn't ready for them. Remember that it's a learning process. Stay adaptable and flexible in how you behave yourself but also in your approach to your core product and what you're doing. Use peer support and share ideas. Now, I think this is very important. People often seem to think when they're starting a business that they've got to play it very close to their chest and keep it secret because there are people out there ready to steal your ideas. Well, the truth is there are people out there already doing your idea. The world is a big place. You're not alone. Nothing, Virtually no idea these days is unique. If you've had the idea, somebody else already has somewhere in the world. I don't think people are going to steal your idea. Don't worry about it. Just get on with it. But find people in similar lines of business or people who perhaps are starting out, go to networking groups, talk to other solopreneurs, other entrepreneurs, other people who work for themselves, and just share ideas about what it means to be in work. Now, you might pick up clients that way. You can equally learn things from other people, how they do things. But remember, we are social creatures. We need that social support. But do be prepared to reach out and talk to other people. It's for your own well-being as well as for the development of your business. And then enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Allow time for a mental adjustment, as I've said. Do a clear-eyed reality check. And this isn't a one-off. You have to keep doing that in the months and years of your business. You have to be prepared at any time to stand back and say, is this the best I can do? Is this what my customers or clients want? Am I missing a trick here? Is there something that uh, I'm not very good at, that I'm stumbling with, that I loathe to give up, but I would do better if I got somebody else in to do it? You have to keep asking yourselves those questions. Otherwise, you get tied up in knots. And that's particularly true when the pressure's on, when you're very busy. Stay open and flexible. 
not only in how you use your time and how you develop yourself. You may have to go off and get extra training at some point. You have to keep up with the market. You have to keep up with demand. But also be flexible enough to abandon ideas that aren't working and take on new ones, even though they may not have been in your original plan. You have to keep your eyes open. Focus always on your strengths. Do what you do well. Now, if you don't know your strengths, it's worth reviewing that. You might go and see a business coach or you might uh, check. There's something called the VIA Strengths Inventory online. I'll put that on the episode notes which will allow you to know what your strengths are. You can then play to your strengths. And remember always to share your ideas and support. And I'm not talking about giving away secret business ideas. You've got your grandmother's recipe for for jam or marmalade and you don't want to share that with anybody because it's your USP, it's your unique selling point. Um, So I'm not suggesting you, you give away stuff that's genuinely going to damage your business if other people find out about it. But generally I found people are overprotective with their ideas and that can hold us up because sometimes we need to share our doubts, fears and uncertainties. Anyway, that's it from me. Um, All the best. Best wishes with your new business and or your new way of working. If you need any help or support, just email me and ask and I'll see what I can do to help. I'll even set up a, a, a Skype conversation with you if you want to do that. So from me now, it's over and out. Good luck with your business and see you again soon.